0: Why should people listen to you? I mean, you're probably seen as a professional in your space, but as you create content for your social media, why should they listen to you if there's smarter people out there or funnier, richer, more entertaining people than you? The reason why someone is going to listen to you versus not listening to you is simply based within the question of when do humans really engage with a speaker? With me today, we have Jack, our content producer, and myself, I'm the founder of Video Editing Experts. We work with people all over the world creating content for their social media, so the, really the question is why people should listen to you is very relevant, something that we deal with on a day-to-day basis for years to this point. And Jack, the very first thing that I think about is why do people listen? It's based on human psychology. This is not just some hack that you can use to, to use a couple of these words and immediately get people in. People will get sick and bored uh, of those same words if you use them over and over again. It's a human psychology basis, and it makes me think about when you're walking in an airport and you just got off of a flight. You're trying to find that baggage claim that has your checked bag, and you don't know which baggage baggage claim it is. Right? The very first thing that you wonder is like, oh shit, which claim is it? Maybe I could go find a monitor somewhere, but you can't find a monitor. You look to the person. Maybe it was some guy that you saw on the plane, maybe near you. You go, hey man, uh, do you know which baggage claim we are? He's like, yeah, yeah, we're number eight. Perfect. Thanks. Why the heck? should we listen to that guy? Why do we even trust that guy with something as simple as finding our bags, let alone something as as valuable as knowledge that we need to be portraying into our social media content? I mean, we, we're trying to be impressive here, right? So how do we get people to trust us? Well, even with that simple example of trying to find your right checked bag area, the first thing that you must note is that you don't have to be light years ahead, meaning you don't have to find the the manager or the president of the airport to ask that question. You could just simply ask a guy who was on the plane who might know the answer. Why is because he's just simply one step ahead of you. And that one step, people are willing to pay with either their time and or money to learn that little bit, right? It's worth your time to ask that guy so that you're not running around the airport trying to find that monitor that may or may not have the right number on it for your baggage claim. Now for social media, for someone who's more experienced, how can you apply this to your own niche? And the biggest thing is, well, how many steps ahead are you to those that you're serving? If you're just simply one step ahead, people will pay that time and attention. Now, Jack, you just re- recently read a really good book that goes more in detail uh, about this and actually breaks down the science of it. Jack, do you mind kind of referencing that book for for our viewers? Just so they don't have to read the whole book and maybe they could just learn from you in a spark notes esque well, they,
1: they should read the whole book. But um, it's called the Rise of Superman, and it doesn't talk directly about like content and and being a expert in your niche, but it talks about the psychology of extreme sports specifically, which we can both relate to. But um, there was one really interesting fact that they said where you can only improve by working with somebody who is four percent better than you. Any more than that, and they are just too too much further along than you, where you won't really gain, you'll gain experience, but you won't improve. And if they're at your level or or lower, you won't improve at all. And I think that's really interesting when you translate it into content and, um, you know, education and learning. One thing that I think people need to understand is that you're not speaking to somebody at your level or higher. The people above you don't care what you have to say because they are past where you have been. You're speaking to people who are maybe just starting. And whether they're just starting or just below you, they can learn from you. That mindset shift where, you know, with social media, there's so many people online where you're like, well, why would somebody listen to me when, you know, Grant Cardone is a billion dollar real estate company? Like, why would they listen to me? And it's because it's really hard to relate to somebody who is that far ahead of you. It's a lot easier to relate to somebody who is like... Mm -hmm.
0: As an example, yep. it might be like tax incentives. So, uh, if you hit c- certain tax brackets, then you have different tax strategies. Now I'm not a tax advisor. Please don't take that as tax advice. You know, otherwise you know, we got all sorts of messages coming in, but that, that note is absolutely applicable. You're not going to relate to that person who's that much higher. And I think Jack, you, when you and I were talking about it before, you used the, uh, the example of Roger Federer. Like if you're trying to get better at tennis, right? And you're placed with Roger freaking Federer on the other side and this man's just, acing serves on you or cranking them into the corner the balls into the corners you're not going to get better right and then maybe the the same applies to we're actually looking to work with nasa uh so that's one, one uh something that's currently in our process right now and the reason why i bring it up is because they have i mean they literally have rocket scientists they have the the most intelligent, some of the most intelligent people on the planet working. But if they were to create any type of marketing material, the very first thing that they need to do is come down to the level of the viewer. Where is that level? Now, this is something that's so crucial where when you're creating your content strategy and you might be dealing with like a little bit of imposter syndrome, you're like, listen, like, I don't know if I have what it takes because they have the Grant Cardone's, but I know that I'm someone, hey, listen, maybe I'm the person listening to this has developed their real estate or whatever niche you're in, you've developed a line of experience that people might be wondering, like, how can I get to his level, even if I am just two steps ahead, right? And that's where we want to start is like, where's the very first beginning place? Where where are your clients ultimately at? Where are they starting? And where are you? Are you one milestone ahead, two milestones ahead, 15 milestones ahead? This type of experience broken down into milestones is the exact content strategy that is the simplest and most effective to do. Because what you're not doing for any content strategy, I mean, this would just be a waste of your time and really give you imposter syndrome, is if you were trying to be a, uh, maybe you're a rising rocket scientist for a crazy example. You're a rising rocket scientist, and you're trying to create content for people who are better than you. You're never really creating content for people better than you because with your business, you're also not serving people better than you. I mean, like you're not going to be an engineer trying to teach other engineers who are better than you how to do their job. They know how to do that, right? You're not a tennis coach teaching Roger Federer, unless you're an absolutely incredible tennis coach. (laughs) Like you're not an, an emerging tennis coach teaching Roger Federer what to do. You're teaching the beginners or maybe the intermediate people, even if they are just simply one step behind you. And so when you lay out the point at which they are starting, that beginning stage and every milestone in between, it all of a sudden becomes this type of like imposter syndrome into a clear roadmap for your content strategy. Maybe a, a kicker to this is things change. Like maybe your journey maybe not be as applicable anymore. I'll give an example because especially within our niche, social media content, things are changing all the time and you need to be able to adapt with the changes given your content strategy. For example, <laughs> IGTV videos were the thing for years and years and years. Now IGTV videos aren't even a thing anymore. And Instagram just came out with threads, which is a whole new ballgame, right? So if IGTV was actually one of the, the milestones or one of the, the crucial steps to getting you to hit that next milestone, maybe you need to find that those relatable points and say, listen, like back then IGTV was around where we could do videos for more than a minute. And that was a really big deal. But now there's reels and IGTV was transformed into blah, blah, blah right change your messaging to relate to the people of today don't just be the person don't just be that old man be like you know well back in my day this is how we did it it's back in my day this is how we did it but i understand you mr or mrs viewer i see that you're going through today's changes and i'm not just some old man sitting on my couch thinking that my way or the highway no things are changing in every industry so a part of this um you know imposter syndrome is just simply identifying What have you done? And if things have changed, how, what might, what might your suggestions be towards those things changing? Have you helped other people do it? Because it doesn't have to just be your journey. It could be your clients. It could be your customers. It could simply be other viewers who are engaging with your social media content, being like, Hey, I actually helped this person get to this stage in a more updated process. And I actually wish I did it that way because my way took so much longer. You know what I mean? I think that real raw truth is something that we always look forward to. Um, is, is just really important for people to understand. It's something that I try to practice all the time.
1: Well, even if you're, you know, we were just working with a, a new client out in California and we were both shocked when she said like, why should people listen to me? And she's a very successful business owner. Um, and by the way, she, chicken just for jungle.
0: reference for reference for everybody here, she, she started and she was part owner of a, uh, one of the biggest companies in all of Southern California, like self-made millionaire crushing it with life. I mean, you look at her, and, and when she walks into the room, it's like, "Holy shit, this woman has energy and brilliance to her." But yeah, <laughs> go on.
1: And, and and she, yeah, she was like, she had this imposter syndrome where she was like, "Why should people listen to me?" And I, I think even if trends have changed, business changes, if your journey is maybe not applicable anymore because you started your business forty years ago, the valuable insights that you gained from your journey are still mm-hmm. going to be applicable. And I think that's important to note as well, where y- you just have to understand that you made it to a certain point. If you're an expert in your niche, you've been successful at something and whether your exact steps are applicable today doesn't really matter when you're telling your story because people can look at your story and learn certain things that won't ever change, right? Like working hard, ingenuity, um, you know basically how to start a successful business is what what was true 50 years ago is still going to be true today when you look at those like basic principles. Um, And then if you're that successful person, yeah, learning how to like tweak your story or use your story in today's business world.
0: I I mean, that's that you just have to be able to do it because the same story that you tell one person is not going to hit as well as it's going to hit Uh, a person at a different phase or a different location or a different uh, direction. You know, you got to be able to change. That's one of the best things about storytelling is when you keep it simple, then you can make small pivots to speak to the right person. When you complex your stories, that's when you start to get into trouble and you start telling the same story with all the complexities to it to the same people and you're expecting a different outcome. Or maybe the same outcome to different people—that's just not going to resonate. But I will say this: you know, especially with uh, our client in in California, she's incredible. Uh, She's the type of person that you would not expect imposter syndrome to come from. But being in this space, I've worked with people that even have millions of followers, millions of subscribers, which are even harder to get, you know, on YouTube specifically than followers and on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and TikTok. (laughs) These people also deal with the imposter syndrome they're wondering like why me and it's not just their experience sometimes imposter syndrome comes from why me now like why why my outlook why my direction why should i be the leader it it comes down to this type of like pat not past view but future view of yourself and i don't really even know where i'm going so how could i possibly lead other people to the right direction you know i'm trying to figure out my life jack what do i do with these other people I mean, the biggest thing is everyone's figuring it out. You're, I'm sure you are a special person listening to this and tuning in here. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, but you're, not, you're also human, and humans are clever beings, meaning we are clever in the sense that we are curious, we question things, we um, hypothesize, we anticipate different scenarios playing out. And sometimes those different anticipations and hypotheses might lead our brains into a direction that actually is not true. That's okay. We are, we are here to predict things, um, whether they come to fruition or not. And in fact, having multiple predictions instead of saying, this is the truth. This is what will happen in the future for myself or the, the industry that you're in, the niche that you serve is extremely important to, to say, I don't know everything. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm not just a preacher. I'm a practitioner in this space learning as i go and that becomes someone that's really exciting to follow because i mean you could probably think of it yourself you know when when we're all growing up and just for a second like put yourself in the the listener's shoes like your listener's shoes or whoever you're trying to attract they're probably looking at you thinking hmm is this person just going to talk down on me you know is this person just going to be like another guru another expert who's just like they know everything and <laughs> it is their way or the highway. How relatable is that? Not not quite. Even You mentioned Grant Cardone earlier. Grant Cardone does have a good pinch of I know everything into his content, but man, he slides in very, very tactically this, I'm figuring it out. Hey, man, I'm just a normal guy. Hey, man, yes, I've been able to do this, but I'm not as smart as you might think. Hey, man, like even the, that, like, hey, man, it's, it's so much more relatable. It's so much more authentic and even if it's not authentic, just freaking saying that, I mean, he's he's doing it in a, a very strategic way that's making people be like, ah, this is kind of a breath of fresh air. He's not just like a, a know-it-all. He's a man that I can kind of vibe with. I might want to sit down and hang out with, um, if not have a, be a mentor of mine and pay him ultimately. So while a lot of this focus has been about you as the speaker, the biggest caveat that I can say that has honestly just been a... A nice breath for, for all of our clients that we work with and people who want to work with us uh, to just to create content, whether you work with us or not, I really don't care. I mean, the reason why we do this podcast is to help other people who are trying to impact more lives. And just don't forget that reason. The reason why you are doing this is not just for the money. You are trying to impact those lives. And if you're ever just kind of stuck hitting the record button, maybe before hitting record or you've done 12 different takes trying to get the right thing to say down, remember that young girl or that young man or that inexperienced person who's been looking to do the thing that you've done well or that you've helped other people do well. Remember them. They might just be one step behind you, but if you can help them one step forward, they will pay that attention. They will pay that time and even money to help get to where you are. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Creative Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm stoked that you've been enjoying it. If you have been really liking it, consider just taking two seconds to leave us a review. We're just getting started here and we'd love to hear your feedback. If it is negative feedback, don't just leave a a negative review. You know, Reach out to us. Shoot us a comment on one of our social media posts or, or shoot us a DM. Let us know how we can improve. As we're just getting started here, we'd really appreciate your feedback either way. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.